What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, Associated Press is full of shit. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show on a Monday as we round out this. I guess this will be the last uh, show in April for the Dudes Who Bet Sports. Wow, that's unbelievable, Papa Dude. How are we doing this or this evening? I guess now. You are absolutely right. That is unbelievable, isn't it? We're it's already crazy. to May. Mm-hmm. It seemed like yesterday was Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing great. I had a great weekend. I ran the gamut from horse racing to spring football to basketball to hockey. It was, it was great. Friday night, I met up with some old teaching buddies. We uh, and our families had a good time. So had a great weekend. Ready to roll. It's it's crazy. I, I didn't know what to do because there's so much going on, and of course, many of our subscribers and, and obviously it's derby season, and they want to hear about that, and and we want to uh, you know accommodate that, but. We've also got NFL and we've also, or excuse me, NBA, and we've also got the NHL and we have the NFL draft. So the show belongs to the to the people today. We're gonna just have an open forum. You can ask us anything about any subject, and we'll anything. we'll kind of you know we'll kind of answer it. And Russ correctly points out we yes. won't have a Thursday show. That's right, yeah. Russ. He always points out our mistakes. I know. Yeah, he's know. good at that. Yes, we will have a Thursday show. I totally forgot that <laughs> we would have one of those. Um, Boy, we have a lot going on, though. You know, Thursday, we also uh, will have a a live Kentucky Derby show. So we're doing live Kentucky Derby shows Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of this week. And then Monday, we'll do a live show around the draw, and we'll all be live for the draw. And then we'll have another live show on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of Derby Week. Then you'll have a live Blinkers Off on Thursday. Then you'll have live reactions on on Friday and Saturday. You'll have a live show during the freaking Kentucky Derby as well. We're, we, we basically have a network <laughs> starting the last, you know, or starting, uh, you know, Wednesday through the Kentucky Derby. It's going to be wild. Yeah. You guys are amazing. I don't know how you can keep talking about this one race day after day after day, but you horse racing guys that are ate up with it seem to get new angles every day. Uh, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy. And uh, listen, the, 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 uh, the beat goes on. Uh, we did a, I did a video on Zozo's and how I thought. I he saw was, it. Yeah. And it, it got, uh, I think it's up to like 6,000 views and it hasn't been out 24 hours. This is unbelievable. And I'm like, Holy cow, God, that's unbelievable. So yeah, we were pumped about it. We, Listen, we are stoked uh, how many people are watching, so have subscribed. I mean, uh, our, our meetings, it's just like all we talk about is YouTube and what we can do uh, for you guys. In today's meeting, we came out and said, hey, let's go live for the, for the people that want to watch. And, and man, we're just going to go live for the Derby with news, updates, stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah Dennis, you're right. It's just like the YouTube is just really on fire. And, man, we, we asked all of us on the team – it's literally all we think about is YouTube right now. So we love it. We love coming on. We love being live. We love doing little videos. So yep. it's been fun. Yeah. And, and like Russ said, we're pumping out a lot of content and we're pumping another show today uh, and we'll talk Derby. If you guys want to talk Derby, 
You guys want to talk NHL, NBA? You send your questions. I've got a couple questions already, but you guys in the chat, any questions you want answered, we'll answer them tonight. Anything um, except politics and religion. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Politics, religion, no. Everything else we will answer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I had a question from a loyal listener. His name is Mike Samich. And he <laughs> he had a question that he said specifically for you. And I thought, was, yes. Oh, God. I thought it was a great question. Okay. Is Zion Williamson, Zion Williamson, of course, uh, New Orleans Pelicans player who we haven't seen in how, how long now. Is Zion Williamson the next Marcus Dupree? Whoa. Right? That is a great question. Uh-huh. It really is. Uh, I guess we're assuming that he doesn't like to play basketball. Is that what we're trying to compare this with? He so so if you so people who don't know Marcus Dupree was a great great running back uh, with in high school in the early eighties was going to be the next greatest star. Yes, there's a there's a thirty for thirty on the the best that never was on Marcus Dupree. Uh, if you haven't seen it, but yeah, he was he was going to be the next great uh, running back. Went to Oklahoma, was great as a freshman, and just kind of quit, and then right. never amounted to anything. I think from a physical like a physical freak type of athlete. Will Zion Williams kind of have that same story of I'm not going to, he's not going to amount to much once he got to the pros. Well, the jury is still out, right? Mm -hmm. I think we got to give him another year because as far as I know, he's been hurt. Correct. Are we assuming Mm -hmm. that he's faking it maybe a little? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Back to uh, Dupree, because that was before you Mm -hmm. were even born. Mm Mm-hmm. And this was in the early 80s. Uh, Marcus Dupree burst on the scene at OU. And Barry Switzer was the coach. And uh, Marcus just wanted to do whatever Marcus wanted to do. Yeah. Switzer had this uh, reputation of being a softy. And no, he's not. The, his his uh, reputation is not the way he coached. And he he knew Marcus was lazy. And Marcus wasn't wanting to earn his stripes, but his ability with no practice at all or not putting out much effort was way better than anybody else's. Yeah. And he was absolutely outstanding, but he would not do what the coaches wanted him to do. And they ended up kicking him off after, well, actually it was after the Texas game, Marcus sophomore year, Mm -hmm. they got beat. And after the game, I think you can get home any old way you want to after that game. And anyway, he went back to Mississippi, and he didn't come back to campus. And they sought him out, and he said, I'm not coming back. And they didn't beg him. So the best that never was is true. Then he went on and signed a contract with the pros. And I think this was back in the days when you didn't do this. You know, it was back where you had to – well, it's the same way now. You have to be in school several years mm-hmm. he signed uh with another league not the nfl like usfl or something whatever one of those yeah was. and he was playing well but blew out a knee and that was it so it's a very good question i don't i think the jury's still out on zion we'll see what happens next year but while we're talking about it he plays for the pelicans or he's on the he's on the roster or the of the Pelican, they're paying him 
Let's put it that way. Right, yeah. Do they need him? My God, they are playing fantastic. They're the surprise of the whole playoffs right now. They yeah. can do anything. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Russ said they showed a graphic last night. Speaking of that game, the Pelicans won, by the way, like you said, and, and, and he averaged 27 points last year. I, I totally forgotten about that, too. Yeah, he played last year. I, I, I just don't think we can compare him with Marcus Dupree yet. Yeah. Uh, I, unless, some, unless Mike knows something, I don't know, because Marcus was lazy. Yeah. He was just lazy, and, and he, didn't want to, he didn't want to work. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that. He kind of admits on the show that, that that you were talking about. He just does not want to do it. Like he didn't want to really be there. He never really wanted to go to Oklahoma. I don't think. Um, and once he got there, and they they were hard on him, he didn't. He just didn't want to do it. So. And he had a guy back home that was telling him what to do. Yeah. And yeah. he didn't like Switzer very well. And I don't think he wanted him to go to Oklahoma in the first place. And he was in Marcus's ear the whole time and he had a huge influence on what Marcus did, but he may have made it in a pros and been a star had he not blown out that knee. And that was the end of it when he did. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing. He, the injury as well. And Zion Williams, a lot of injuries as well. So there's, there's where you maybe your comparison comes in, you know, they both get hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but both physical freaks, right? I mean, both of them were guys that they just look different out there, whether it be Zion on the court or, or Marcus Dupree on the field. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I think that kind of popped into Samich's head a little bit. Well, I remember uh, when Dupree was a freshman and they played Arizona State in a bowl game. Mm-hmm. And he ran for like 240 yards. Oh, no, you got beat. And after the game, Switzer was just steaming. Yeah. And he said he ran for 240 yards. He could have ran for 400. They kept catching him from behind because he's out of shape. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the end of Dupree right there. That was, uh, you know. Yeah, and that showed me right there. Barry Switzer wasn't going to put up with somebody that doesn't work hard. So yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I and that that documentary, I really recommend it. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said, Russ said it. It's the best that never was. It's on Marcus Dupree. It was very interesting. You don't have to be an OU fan uh, to like it. Uh, no. Matter of fact, you probably like it more if you're not, because it doesn't really paint OU in a great light. Uh, so yeah, it's it's very good, very good. Um, like I said, tonight's show is open for them. You can ask yeah. us anything, and, and uh, kind of the subject we're on right now is is basketball mm-hmm. that's been happening. I'll pull up on the screen now what you were talking about. The Pelicans even up the series uh, last night, 2-2, two to two, with a 118-103 win. So an easy win against the Suns. You know, Russ saying, hey, they're a young team. You can't help uh, but, but want him to fit in there. Here's Dennis's theory. I want to see if you agree. He says they, meaning the the Pelicans, are playing Smash Mouth, and the Suns players hate Smash Mouth. What what's your thoughts on that? Golly, I cannot believe I'm going to agree with Dennis 100, but I am. He's absolutely. <laughs> I've said it from the start. I was a little, little worried about the Suns and their physicality. They don't really have it, and that is that is a worry. And the Pelicans are taking it to them. Now, the Suns have an excuse, and that's their best players not out, not playing. And um, that is a legitimate excuse. Any team loses their best player, they're in some trouble. So Devin Booker's out, and it's killing them. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you, if, if, if they don't win game five, I don't think they're going back to New Orleans and beating them. I really don't, because even game three, they were damn lucky to win. 
and they didn't play very well in Phoenix in the first two games. No. And I'm telling you, this Brandon Ingram for the Pelicans could play for anybody. I watched a lot of that game last night, and I'm telling you, he is a stud. So this series is anything but over. I mean, it's it could go seven. It could. Yeah, and, you know, I remember we, we talked about it when we were talking about the play-in games, and we talked about the Pelicans. You said, listen, they played very, very well the second half of the year. They got way behind as far as being under 500. They never got to 500, by the way. But they, they made up a lot of ground. And for them to be even in that position it was 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 a credit to them. You bet. If, I mean, let's talk game five. To me, this is the most interesting series happening. because Not in the Memphis one. Yeah, but I mean, this the Memphis one, the, it – I get we liked Memphis a lot, but it seems like those two teams are we caught, thought they might go like six games. We thought it'd be this we thought would be a sweep. Oh yeah. Or maybe five. Maybe. I mean if I put I got a gun to your head and I say New Orleans or or, or Phoenix, who are you picking to win the series? <laughs> who are you taking? Yeah, exactly. I mean who are you taking? New Orleans or Phoenix? Yeah. Now you mean? Yes. Oh. To win the series. Who are you taking? The winner of game five. Well, no, who do you think that's going to be, though? Oh, from what I saw last night, I wouldn't bet a nickel on the Suns. I just would not. If Ingram and McCollum play like they played last night, I don't know whether they're going to beat them. I really don't. Uh, the Suns are going to have to get way better defensively uh, because they're just getting it taken to them. Mm -hmm. I mean, Ingram's doing whatever he wants. And uh, they're shooting the lights out of it. They look very, very good. Uh, I can't, you know, you've got to look. The Suns won 64 games. You got to think they got to win in there somewhere. You got to think they're going to pull this thing out tomorrow night. Uh, but I don't know whether they do or not. I would be very, very worried if I was a Phoenix uh, fan. Yeah. I. I don't know either. Yeah, Dennis says still the Suns, but he wouldn't bet it. Uh, I'm with you guys. I'm staying away from this. It's, I think I saw the line was five and a half. Yeah, I was going to pull that up here. There's two Their early line, I think. The game is now six and a half. So here's the Tuesday game. Uh, like I said, tomorrow night they will play this. Uh, six and a half point favorites, Phoenix Suns right now. Well, Vegas is uh, confident, aren't they? Yes, and that's that's a lot of points for you know a game five playoff that's two to yeah. two. Uh, so yeah, they still are, but a lot of that line is, you know, you look at the matchup and the Suns are 64 and 18 in the regular yep. season and the yep. Pelicans are 36 and 46. So, well, the Pelicans, you got to kind of look at their last part of the season, but still they would only be five or six games above 500. So, yeah. um, a good point by magic carrot. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Chris Paul was a career playoff low of four points last night. Chris Paul's 36 years old. Yeah. He's played a lot of basketball this year. Is he too old to pull them through this? That's another thing that would concern me is we're asking of an older player who was brilliant in game three. He scored, I think, 19 out of 28 in the fourth quarter. But he was not very good last night, obviously. Yeah. Is he maybe getting too old to pull them through in a situation where he's going to have to score 25 to 30 points for them to win? 
Yeah, there's just a lot of question marks. Uh, and the other thing is this. Who is the pressure on? It's on the Suns. You know they're feeling it. Yeah, so. it feels like they just they've got the mojo going. They just they, they just seem awfully good right now. So yep, they do. Um, let's see. Dude says not too old. He's not uh, he's not good enough. Is that a question to start asking? So is it Chris could. Paul not good enough? Well, uh, the Chris Paul of thirty six compared to the Chris Paul of thirty. That's a legitimate question. Yeah. I think. Was Chris Paul good enough before? You damn right he was, but yeah. I don't know now. I don't know. Can he carry a team? I, yeah, I can he carry a team? I don't know. I don't know either. And It'll the thing honest. is, you know, let's look at LeBron for a minute. Has LeBron seen his better days? Mm-hmm. I know we don't want to talk about him much because they're not involved, but I thought yeah. LeBron is starting to slow down, you know. I don't know that he's 36 or not. He might be. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, Chris Paul. Uh, let's see. Mark Hepp says Chris Paul is the rated R superstar of these playoffs. The man who is still on his game, but older than the others for sure. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. Um, I wouldn't bet against him tomorrow night to come out and play a really good game. Yeah. I kind of think he will. Yeah. Steve asks, how much will the Nets lose by tonight? The Nets are already losing 16 to 12 here. I got it up on the screen if you're watching this live. What do you think uh, about the Nets' chances tonight? Uh, I think Boston. I did too. Uh, Magic Carrots uh, earlier in the chat said, uh, made a comment about Ben Simmons. Mm -hmm. And about his back still hurting. And they wanted him to play the other day and he wouldn't and all this. Yeah. Why do you want that butthole either? I just don't, the Nets are just nuts. They have attitude problems. Yeah. And and you don't win with those kind of distractions. You yeah. just don't. And I think the Nets will be busted up big time yeah. in the offseason. Um I don't know that Simmons would make any difference anyway. No. I mean I don't know why they made – I mean, I guess they thought Harden was a problem, I guess. I yeah. don't know. I think I would have really had Harden anyway, but I, I don't know. I've never been impressed with Ben Simmons. So, uh, yes, I picked Boston tonight. I just – you know, this could easily be 3-0 to zero the other way. Mm -hmm. But the difference is Boston's makes the plays and the Nets don't. Yeah. And that's why they're down three games to zero. And I just don't think Boston – or the – Nets are going to have enough inside them to win tonight. No. And even if they do, they know what they're facing. They got to go back to Boston. I just don't think they – I don't know they care enough. I really don't. I'm with you. I, I don't think so either. And I think they'll get smoked tonight uh, is the answer. I, I, I Like I said, I think Boston will win. I also think the other two games tonight, the 76ers uh, will, will end the Raptors tonight. I, I think they get the job done. And then this is the toss-up. Dallas is a three-point favorite tonight mm -hmm. at home against the Jazz. There's been – I mean, these games have been fantastic between these two teams. Uh, the last game looked like the Mavs were going to take a commanding 3-1 series lead. The Jazz come back. Well, before we move on to Derby talk, what do you think about this game tonight between the, uh, the Jazz and the Mavericks? Oh, this will be a good one. You know, I, I didn't have the guts to do it the other night, but I did predict it in an article I wrote. Luca came back for game four. Mm -hmm. And Dallas had won game two and game three 
uh, showing a lot of guts, beating beating the Jazz without him. And I said in the article, I said, you know, a lot of times your star comes back and you lose that first game he's back because you don't play as hard because you got him back. Yeah. And those other players didn't play as well. He did. He had 30 points. What else you want? And uh, they got beat. Uh, so this is a dandy tonight. The Toronto game is interesting, too. Uh, I don't know. I haven't read recently uh, or lately. Uh, Toronto's best player, uh, Fred Van Vliet, I think his name is, uh, is hurt, and he may not play tonight. I like that line there. It's eight points. I, I think if he's healthy, I think they keep it underneath eight. I think I went ahead and picked them to beat the spread. Uh, because I thought they played really well the other night. I saw I thought they showed a lot of guts mm-hmm. to beat the 76ers the other night. Now, Embiid is hurt. He has a thumb problem, too, that's bothering him. So that's an interesting game. Back to the Jazz Mavericks. I took Dallas tonight. I think they'll play better uh, tonight, and I think they're a better team than the, than the Jazz. So I went with Dallas tonight. I think you did, too, right? Yep. I yep. think it'll be a great game. I do too. I think it's going to be a very, very good game. I think that'll be the, I mean, it's the game of the night for me. And, you know, Vegas tells us that too. And by the way, as you were talking now, the Nets are down by 10. So it's not, not a good start uh, for the no. Nets tonight. Uh, we, Russ wants to know uh-huh. with, with Kevin Durant, they're down 3 0. They're probably going to get swept. Why isn't he getting slandered a little bit more uh, like if LeBron, if it was happening to him? Um, oh, that's a great point, Russ. That is a fantastic point. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, a lot of people don't like LeBron mm-hmm. and never have. And I'm not one of those. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not crazy about him, but I've always kind of here's the thing I like up until the last two years when he's his body's starting to break down now. LeBron showed up every night mm-hmm. and he got the shit beat out of him every night. I know he's big, but he's getting pounded on every night and he would show up and play and he took some terrible teams to the finals mm-hmm. year after year and couldn't beat them by himself i think he still ended up winning what four championships i think with mm-hmm. three different teams which uh, that's pretty hard to do so that's a great question i would say he's getting his share of the blame in new york probably yeah I think I think it depends on where you're located. Like Magic Carrots, you know, maybe you're located a little bit closer to New York, and it's like, yeah, I'm sure they're getting, yeah. they're they're giving him hell there. But yeah, you know, you don't see with LeBron, he's such a people are like like you know, Pop Dude said it's a he's a polarizing character. You either yeah. love him or you hate him, and, yeah. and those kind of people, it, it just it gets magnified. You know, well, he's very opinionated about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's political sometimes because he feels like he should. And people don't like that. Yeah. And I think that's part of it. And then, and then, you know, he's so unfairly compared to Jordan all the time. And people love Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is a prick. He really is. Right. I basketball. The guy is a total jackass. You ask yeah. anybody. Magic Johnson. I saw him on Jimmy Kimmel the other night. Yeah. Magic Johnson said on Jimmy Kimmel that Michael Jordan is an asshole. And he, <laughs> and, and really he is. <laughs> but 
fantastic player. Yeah. I loved him. I totally loved to watch him play. Yeah. And I don't think you should compare anybody to Jordan. Yeah. You know, but LeBron has always been compared to Jordan. And some people think he's better than Jordan, which it's just unfair mm-hmm. to compare him. But I think that's part of it. Uh, I love Durant too. And I was an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. Yeah. And, uh, he got criticized in Oklahoma City, and I just think he thought he couldn't win in Oklahoma City, and he yeah. wanted to win the championship. So, yeah, these guys, you know, all I know is the United States would not have won the Olympics this year if they didn't have Kevin Durant. Yeah. He played his butt off over there, and he's not that controversial. Yeah. Durant's not. No. So. No. He, he's he's not outspoken on like political issues and stuff of that nature. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mark makes a good point. I mean, Durant has always had really good players around him. And now that he's in the net, he's on the nets. They surrounded him with good players, but then those players, you know, they've kind of flaked out. Yeah. <laughs> Kyrie, you know, Harden, Ben Simmons. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of well, a, you know, you got Blake Griffin out there playing for the Nets. He can't hardly get up and down the floor. He yeah. he should have he his best days were over four or five years ago and he's yeah. playing significant minutes. They're not very deep. And uh they're double and tripling Durant and he's he's just not you know you not not playing and who knows whether he's totally healthy. You know, he came off an injury. He's been hurt this year. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I they're they're dysfunctional that team is. So yep. Yep, 222 to go, 27 to 19, 222 to go first quarter. So uh Celtics, like I said, they've they've got they've got this thing under control. Steve says he went to a ton of New Jersey net games growing up as a kid. Jason Kidd, Kerry Kittles, Kenya Martin, Richard Jefferson, Vince Carter. Those were the days. Yeah, though they had some really good teams. If not for the <laughs> Lakers, they probably would have won uh one or two championships, I think. Yeah. So you know, they were no they were no match for Kobe's Lakers, though. They, you know, they couldn't beat them. Well, no. There was a lot of them couldn't handle him. <laughs> no. So. Well, that yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's turn our attention to horse racing and derby talk, of course. You knew we'd get there eventually, and here we are now. And like I said, open forum tonight. Make sure uh that you definitely ask your questions that you want answered on the Kentucky Derby or anything we're talking about tonight. Um, but so yeah, let's go to the Derby. The big news that everybody is talking about, well, it's two things, actually. Taba, number one, only going to have one work between now and the – or between the Santa Anita Derby and the Kentucky Derby. Why is that important? Well, he's the only one other than one other horse that's pointing for the field of 20 right now that's going to have just one work in between. Also, only twice in the last nine years has a horse had one work between – his last prep race and the Kentucky Derby. And those horses did not run very well. They weren't great horses though. Papa dude, we don't train horses. No, I do not. But we have to be a little concerned that he's doing something that nobody else is doing. How concerned? Taba, I believe is your pick. How concerning of, of news is this to you? I don't understand it. Do you? Well, What's I see the explanation. I think he's just been knocked out from that that uh, oh, win so of the San Diego Derby. He's tired hmm. a little bit. Hmm. So, you think that's it? 
Well, that's kind of what we've been led to believe. Now, what's true and what's not, this time of year, it's well, very hard to decipher. I know we can't do this in horse racing. We can't use common sense. We can't use logic. We can't use facts. <laughs> Wouldn't this suggest he might be hurt? That's where I'm at. <laughs> I think he, you know, I think he came out of the race and he might have a little issue. I'm not saying he's limping out there or anything, but I think he's a little yeah. ouchy, as they say on the backside. Sometimes with a horse that's not doing very good. That's that's how they've been described to me. He's a little right. ouchy. So oh, uh, it's not a, great. Yeah, here's a horse. He's not my pick anymore. Here's a horse that's ran two races. Right? Yep. Okay. Again, I'm using common sense. I'm using logic. I don't know how to train a horse. Right. I would think you would work him maybe two or three times. <laughs> you might not go hard Yeah. two or three times, but I believe you would get him over that track as much as you possibly could. Well, with the spacing, two times is about all you could do. Um, but yes, the, the one work thing is just, it's not good. It's not what normal, uh, what you normally do with them. So now the San Anita Derby was the first Saturday in April, right? Correct. And he, has he, has he had this work yet? No, he has, his last work and his only work is coming up Thursday or Friday is what they've said. Okay. That so would be in comparison, Messier, who ran on that weekend, obviously got second today, but With he worked. Trainer. Yes, he worked Saturday and he will work again this weekend before he ships. Let's talk about some other horses that ran on that weekend that weren't at Santa Anita. Zandon, okay. the winner of the Bluegrass, worked mm -hmm. last weekend. He's now moved to Churchill Downs and will work this weekend. Okay. Let's talk about Smile Happy. He worked last weekend. He's going to work again this weekend. It, it's going to be the same thing that I say, no matter who we talk about. Mo Donegal worked last weekend and this weekend, on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not okay. great. So why would this the trainer of both horses, mm -hmm. Messier and, and the other one, mm -hmm. why would he not train that horse more than once? Obviously something is quite, yes. quite amiss with Taba. I think – one way to look at it, he may not be in the Kentucky Derby. Like this time next week, we may not even be talking to him. About I think it. you might be right. Because it something's up. That's where yep. I'm at with it. Um, yep. Now, if he works Thursday, Friday, he works great. Maybe this is all a race, but this is big news. This it is. is big news. Yeah. Um, and, and, go ahead. Well, as I say, Dennis made the comment, if if this doesn't work out, uh, the owners will blame Yachtin. If it does work, Bradford is the greatest. I agree. It's a no-win situation. Well, Yachtin is in a no-win situation anyway. Yeah. If he loses, it's his fault. Mm -hmm. And if he wins, it's because Bafford was telling him what to do. Mm -hmm. You know, so anyway. Okay, this is a good point. Okay. Mark says, if the standing to Derby took a bit out of him, then going 10 furlongs in 12 days is going to help, right? So even if he has a work, it's how good is like how good is his form going to be? What's he going to be like when he gets to the Kentucky Derby? Yeah. It ha has another test. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's very, 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 you know, it's just, it's scary. Uh, and, and 
This is it. John White text us. Uh, he was freaking out about this this weekend as well. And he said it's 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 too late for hiccups. That you cannot have a hiccup right now. No. You know, that the timing uh, is not good. So, yeah, like, like uh, you know, meanwhile, Asmussen working epicenter every week since he got to Churchill Downs. He's had three works. He's got one more to go. All signs really pointing to go. But you could say that about a, a lot of them, almost all of them. Almost all of them, yes. They're, they're working. They're not, they don't have any hiccups. I mean, the, the last work for all these horses are, are this coming weekend, so maybe one or two will miss. But they're all kind of on target except for Taven. So, um, yeah, this question came in a lot. Uh, JL, uh, he said, how many works did he get between his maiden and Santa Anita Derby? Four. He had four works. Four in between that? Mm-hmm. Yes. That was what, like two months in between the race? Or I don't know the exact time. Weeks. I think it was six weeks. Okay. Maybe seven. Don't quote me on that. I don't have I don't have his equities page pulled up. But, yes, he had four workouts. Now, it's not realistic that he could have that because the spacing is shorter this time. But, yes, he did have yeah. four works between those two. Yeah. He should at least have two works. There's no doubt. Inexperienced works like that. Uh, I think we're going to have to go with common sense on this one. Something's wrong with him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he's been compared a lot to Justify, and so I went back and did the research on Justify and his training pattern going up to the race, blah, blah, blah. He never he never missed a beat. Like no. he, he had works. He had the two works. Uh, he would be, uh, since I saw a tweet from Ed DeRosa today, since 2001 – Every Santa Anita Derby winner has had two workouts between the Santa Anita Derby and the Kentucky Derby. So Taba, if he runs, will be the first to only have one. So it's a problem. I have a feeling he's not going to run. I, if I had to guess, that would be that would be my my thought as well. Um, and I'm not rooting for that, but I'm just trying to live it. Like the guys, we had a meeting today, and they had all these theories and stuff. And I said, really, guys, it's just the reality of the situation. It's not good. I know no. like a lot of you guys want to pick him, but it's not a good sign. And no. again, maybe he shuts everybody up. Friday has a great work and we're all talking something different, but that's true. It's, it's kind of scary. The other big news. Well, I'll tell you what, we got a couple of questions here before I get to that. Cause it's not that big of news. Uh, Russ wants to know, do you have a blues room and a Sooners room? Papa? Okay. I have a room with one, two of the walls are OU. Uh -huh. One of the walls is, um, the blues and the other wall has this window with the sun shining in and a couple of bookcases with a lot of books on them. So, so when it's hockey season, he faces yeah. this way and well, when they're playing well. Right. And, and then, and then when, when it's time for football, he just, we'll switch. The room. I'll just yeah. turn the table around. And, uh, but right now the blues are playing fantastic, which hopefully we'll get into a little bit of that later too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we will. That's, let's, that's a good question. Let's let's continue the Derby talk. Yes, very good question. Okay. Russ also asked who on the board, who on this board is likely to scratch, or is that too hard to tell? They are all for sure to stay in. Y'all might have info. Just wondering. So yeah, I, I'll I'll go through them. Um, yeah. Epicenter <laughs> Epicenter is on target. Messier no, is on he's target. not going to scratch. Epicenter is not going to scratch unless. Well, okay, it would be a shock. Something's going to have to come up between now and. Monday, yeah, right, yeah. So epicenter, Messier, Zanda, Zandon on 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 target, no problem. Right. Taba, obviously the problem. Yeah. Whitebarrow's working fine. Simplification, yeah. Modon, all these horses, smile happy. 
Cyberknife has had work. Charge has had work. Zozo's. Uh, early voting, I do not think, is going to run. He did not. He is not shipping to Churchill Downs this week. Chad Brown's horse, Zandon, his other horse, is shipping. That's a good sign. I would say early voting is out. So Taba, early voting, those two are likely not to run. Tis the bomb has, has had a work. He looks primed and ready to go. Classic Causeway, he is re, uh, re-entered, so to speak, yeah. the Kentucky Derby pitcher. He was out. Now he's back in. Um, he had a work that was decent. He's going to have one more. If he works well, he's in. So I don't count him on this list. Crown Pride is there. No problems. Tawny Port hasn't had any issues. Happy Jack is just like Taba. He did not work last weekend. I would count him as number three to Might Scratch. And then Uno Ho, Barber Road, Summer is Tomorrow, they're all in good shape in the, at this point. So Happy Jack, Taba, and early voting are the three currently on the board that could come out. And if they do, D. Wayne is going to get one in there, isn't he? Yeah, let me let me scroll down to the points here. Um, I thought I read where he has to have two more scratch. Oh gosh, uh, okay. Where am I at? Okay, that's the prospect. Sorry, this page is so we got so much shit on it. I I lose track of where I'm at. Here we go. All right, so the first scratch out mm-hmm. of the list here will will get Pioneer of Medina. So Pioneer Medina was in, and then Classic Causeway decided he's back in. So push Pioneer. Pioneer Medina. Oh, out. okay. All right. That's what's going on there because I thought Pioneer Medina was in. He was in, and then the news this morning. Uh, so it, it yeah, pushed him back out. So he is 21st. He'll be the first in. In due time would be the next in, and then uh, Thrill Road at 23. Okay. So he's gonna need three scratches to get in. Um, like I, mean, I said, if those other two would go on and enter. Correct. I 99% sure early voting's not going to go. So Pioneer Medina, I think, will get in. And would in due time go ahead and enter, or would he just, would they just not? You can have three also eligibles, so they would probably put the put these three on the also eligible list. Yeah. You don't think in due time would just say, no, we're not going to mess with it? It's possible. Sometimes they do that. They say, well, if we're not in the So, I mean, at Thrill Road, I think at the end of the day, he's going to come up one spot short. Okay. He'll be the 21st horse. And you never know. He might get in. Um, you know, things can happen between now and when they enter that gate. And so horses that I said, hey, they're on target. They're not going to scratch <laughs> as of right now. <laughs> but they can all it can all change with a poor work or a bad step or whatever you want to talk. So, right, right. Yeah, somebody yeah. could get hurt. Could spike yeah. a fever. Yep. There's all kinds of stuff. Now, we do know probably this. The two horses that came from Japan – are in <laughs> well yeah one one japan and one the uae derby horses one two runners yeah they're at churchill yeah. summers tomorrow is there uh and uh crown pride also there these two horses as long as they don't take a misstep at churchill they're going to be in. yeah uh all right let's keep going here steve says epicenter isn't that fast early i'd be concerned if he draws near the rail 100 i that is my number one yes. concern it doesn't matter if you're fast or not. If you draw near the rail, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be in big, big, yeah. big trouble. So uh, let's see what else uh, we could do here. Oh, yeah. Uh, so JL on the table thing, awful telling. In my opinion, yes, more time between. Uh, it just seems awfully tough. So with Taba, if all that's wrong with him is, um, you know, he's tired, the extra two weeks to – 
prepare for the Preakness, he could still make that race. So don't totally forget about him. Uh, is this something that convinces early voting to run? I think early voting with the addition of Classic Causeway hurts early voting chances. The Now, Taba being out would help. So I still, I just don't think they're they're ready. You know, they're, or I mean, they're ready to run him. I think they're going to go Preakness. I, I really do. And that, that makes sense. Early voting, I don't think he's great. You go to the Preakness, you're going to get it probably an easier field. You're going to get an easier pace. It, to me, it much, makes sense. Much smaller field. Yeah. Normally. Yeah. Um, Dennis speculates that Classic Causeway won't be in it. Um, we'll see. The work this weekend is supposedly going to uh, tell the tale. I will tell you, Dennis. Uh, I don't know if I should say that or not. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say it. He didn't tell me not to. I got an email from the owner of uh, Classic Causeway, and they're pretty fired up to run. So I think he will be in. Um, take that for what it's worth. I, he, he obviously the trainer's gonna have to make that decision, but they seem they seem excited. Yeah. Um, Chad losing Manny Franco aboard early voting to Zozos that kind of tells you that the early voting is probably not going to be there. So yes, Manny Franco on Zozos. And I know people are not happy about that, but them's the breaks. Uh, what odds will Happy Jack be in the Derby? Ninety to one. He's in, but he needs ninety other nineteen to fall over. <laughs> what what price would you bet, Happy Jack, Papa Dude? Would I bet him? Yeah, I wouldn't bet him at all. Yeah, I know. No. Yeah. Uh, here's the deal. Yes, in due time, a little bit. I agree. It doesn't sound like they really want to run. So. <laughs> If you can't, okay, now we get one scratch. Pioneer Medina's in. Let's assume in due time isn't going to run. I think the Athril Road. Well, and there's no doubt if he gets uh, a chance, he's going to be in it. Yeah. D Wayne will put him in it. (laughs) 100%. He didn't run too bad the other day. No. No, he didn't at all. Um, Which of those horses most likely will be most likely to win a Pat Day Mile? You know, I've been asked that a couple of times. I really just need to see the field. I'm not sure on that uh, as of yet. I, I have a feeling, depending on where they put the races, and this is, I think it'll be in the late pick four, the Pat Day Mile. That's probably going to be the race I go the deepest. It seems like that's going to be pretty wide open. Just, just my thought on that one. Uh, let's see. Do you have any more? Papa Dude, do you watch Hong Kong racing? Is that a is that a legitimate question? Yes. Yeah, it's a legitimate thing. Yeah. I don't watch anything in Hong Kong. No. Yeah. Or China or Japan. Yeah. Or any other country but the United States as far as horse racing goes. I don't I don't what pay any attention to the rest of it. No, no. Uh yeah. News on Crown Pride. Crown Pride is working out great, which means nothing to Aaron and I. Yeah, Mark says, and uh, I hope they bet him down. Yeah, I do too. He's got the Japanese thing that people are going to want to bet. And, and yep. yeah, supposedly he's working well. So what about Crown Pride for you? Is that one you're even going to consider? No. Yeah. He's from Japan. <laughs> yeah, so don't get horses that aren't from the United States. I just don't. So funny when you did the Breeders' Cup stuff. I knew I wouldn't bet any of them. <laughs> so we get on there and we've got all the European horses mm-hmm. and, and Samich looks at yours and he's like, I, oh, I, I guess Papa Dude's taking a stance against all the Euros. <laughs> no, I don't bet. It's, it's, against the, uh, it's against the rules for them to come over and win here. 
No. Oh gosh, yeah. We got I, a great I, laugh. I, out of that. I just don't no. We got a great laugh out of that one. <laughs> um let's see. How many times can you yes and no in entering the derby? As many times as you want until it's time to enter. Like, let's pretend, um, let's just throw Corniche out there, who has enough points to qualify. If they come out entry day and say, hey, we want to enter him, you can't, technically, you can't leave him off because he earned enough points. Now they've performed it, and obviously he's not going to run. But you can say yes and no all the way up until it's time to enter on Monday. So. You mean to tell me this list right now of the 20, he could bump somebody out because he has more points if he decides he wants to run? Yeah. Oh, I'll be darned. Yeah, I think he's I think he's got like 30 points, which would put him well, that's what happened, classic Causeway knocking out Pioneer of Medina. Correct. So you okay. see right here, uh, about three weeks ago they said we're gonna pass on the Derby. Yeah. Classic Causeway's connections. And then today they said, No, nah, I think we're gonna run. So he had earned 66 points. Right. So if you looked at this before yesterday, his name wasn't even on there because it right. just took him off. Now he's on there and he's bumped somebody down. Out. Somebody else out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it happened with, um, oh boy, Jerry Hollendorfer trained horse. He ended up getting fourth. It was in 2018. Mm, can't think of the horse's name, but it happened with him. He he was a last minute kind of entry and knocked one out that thought, that thought that they were going to run. So yeah, pretty crazy. Um. Any news about life is good. So life is good. Obviously, Pegasus winner, Breeders' Cup mile winner last year, uh, dirt mile winner, went over to Dubai, didn't run very well, off the board. Uh, not going to the Met Mile. Uh, Going to take a little bit of time off, take a little, take their time with him. He was, He's pointing to the Whitney at Saratoga. So Whitney at Saratoga for life is good. I believe that would say he's got an injury too. Well, yeah, I think something's wrong with him. Yeah. I think that's why he lost over there, to be honest. Um, I'd say he's got a little issue. He had an issue as a three-year-old, causing yep. him to miss a ton of time, and he might have that issue again. We'll see on that. Uh, Crown Pride, no thanks. Crown Royal Apple, absolutely, Mark. <laughs> I know Kelby Von Hamel would agree. He drank a whole bottle of Crown Royal Apple uh, at Jared Welch's wedding, and it was pretty yeah. funny. He um, might be down in one right now. He might be down in one or two. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? You could never know. But yeah, that was uh that's the best part of that wedding. Him, him drinking all the crown apple. <laughs> so he goes to let me tell you a Kelby story. He goes to a wedding that's open bar. It's self-explanatory. Why would you why would you bring your own alcohol? And he brought a bottle of crown apple. Uh, <laughs> It's an open bar. He said, but I like crown apple. Yeah, he was afraid they wouldn't have it. That makes sense. Yeah. He got a glass that lights up green too. I, anyway, it's a, it's a whole thing. Um, uh, let's see. Do you both break out the recipe for mint juleps for Derby Day? No, they're disgusting. They're yes. disgusting. They're the grossest thing I've ever had. Yeah. Awful. They have a bar in the press room. It's a huge room for the Kentucky Derby. And uh, I thought, ah, I'll try one. Oh, disgusting. Really bad. Really, yep. really bad. Pop dude, we need your mock draft. Have you done Whoa. it? Yet? Well, I, maybe I ought to work on that. Maybe that's a Thursday show. Golly, that was. I do think there's going to be some trades. Okay. Uh, now that you brought that up, JL, uh, Baker Mayfield's going to have to go somewhere. And yeah. I think there might be some trades involved. Uh, with him, 
So I'm kind of looking for that. I just don't – I just think it, Cleveland's got to get rid of him. I mean, they, they've got to do something with him. Yeah. They can't have two quarterbacks and pay him that kind of money. So, yeah. I think something's yeah. in the works. I agree. I agree. Uh, uh, Vicky says, Derby drink of choice – I don't know what that is. Vove? Vave? Vove? I don't, I don't, I'm not fancy, Vicky. I don't know. I've never had that. What is it? Explain yeah, what it is. I don't know a lot of drinks. Just give me, a Bud, give me a Bud Light. That's about all I... It looks like a sh- a champagne of some sort by the... Uh, I don't know what that is. Be a um, I don't know. But I would try it, Vicky. I definitely would try it. So, uh, Russ, are you going with... Uh, the kid from Michigan is the number one choice. Yeah, Russ said he posted his his mock draft. Give us your top five, Russ. Put him on there. Yeah. Um, whole lot of whoops. Whole lot of line movement today for the number one pick. Okay. Um, Surely. Oh, did. champagne. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, no wonder we don't know what that is. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't drink that very often. No, as a never. But if we if we win a lot in the Derby, we'll have some. French for widow. Okay. French for widow. Now, why would it be called that, Vicky? Oh, a bottle at Saratoga. That sounds great. Yes. I I cannot drink wine. It just I, makes me sick. I don't like it very well. Champagne's okay, but I don't like wine. Wine just makes me ill. Yeah. I just don't like it much at all. Um uh, Moscato, I can kind of drink, but that's about it. It just, yeah. I, it hurts going down. It's just <laughs> yuck. That's not like it at all. And I love grapes. Yeah, I don't know. Um, football had 15 of the 32 picks right. You need to be on ESPN, buddy. Oh, look at this. I work in football, had 15 of 32 picks right last year. 26 of 32 first round players in total. My mock draft. Uh, yet this year, I have no clue. <laughs> Wild this year, Hutch isn't going number one, Russ, hmm. according to JL. I'll be completely honest, I haven't even looked or thought about the NFL. I draft. did look at it because you kind of uh, last Thursday, some people were mentioning it, so I did kind of kind of look at it. Um, so I got a little bit of an idea, anyway. There you go. That's who Russ has got number one. <laughs> Ikwanu. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know who that is. <laughs> what, who is he? Seriously. <laughs> Hold on. I, I had a, I, I heard a sneaker late first rounder, Ray Finkel kicker from Miami. He's solid with the laces out, Dan. <laughs> you get, you even know what that reference means? Yes, I do that. Okay. I got that. But I don't know who this other dude is. Uh, yeah, me. Uh, Magic Carrot says, I've got Ryan Leaf in the first <laughs> round. Uh, who do you guys think is the first quarterback? Uh, yeah, the first quarterback. I know who it would be for me. They're not a lot of really no. good ones. Uh, I the, like the kid from Pittsburgh a lot. That's who I would pick first. Pick it? Yeah. yeah, I like the kid at Mississippi, too. Yeah, I do, too. If yeah. he's healthy. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a gamer. I like the way he plays. Uh, the kid at Cincinnati will be drafted, I don't think, first round. Probably not. Yeah. And then the kid at uh, North Carolina, who kind of got downgraded a little bit because he played on a crappy team. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, I'll answer this one while we kind of we're kind of going back and forth here. Vicky asks, "What's your biggest learning from Keeneland so far this meet? Any insight that has informed your capping?" Okay, before let's see, before probably two days ago, which would have been two racing days ago, maybe Saturday. The track really changed Saturday and Sunday, but really it, it was, it's never easy. I'm not going to use that word, but you kind of wanted horses on or near the lead on the dirt and you wanted horses coming from high and on the turf. And it played that way almost the whole meet. It really changed Saturday and Sunday. And so now, you know, your track biases that, that played that whole meet aren't really there. Um, so that was the biggest thing. Uh, you know, I, I think, uh, the biggest takeaway from when the, the the track was playing like that, Vicky, you know, a horse like uh, Mason for Chad Brown that lost, I don't think that horse is going to lose again. Right. Um, you know, things like that is what I took away from it long-term, but you know, Keeneland is its own monster a lot of times. And a lot of times how that track plays and how horses do there, it doesn't necessarily equate once they're gone, you know, it's kind of its own little thing. You know, Keeneland to Churchill form doesn't always hold up. They Each Kentucky circuit is kind of its own little niche, and that's how you have to kind of handicap those. So you know, obviously Turfway and Kentucky Downs, clearly they would be their own little niches. They're completely different. But Keeneland and Churchill, it's kind of its own thing. The, the turf is going to play completely different at Churchill this year. It's a new turf course. And, you know, Churchill's dirt course is extremely different from Keeneland. So that's kind of the – the biggest thing, don't take, you know, all that form and think it's going to translate, you know, to Churchill. It's probably not. So, but yeah, track bias was pretty clear. And now it, it kind of seems like maybe it's playing fair, kind of just handicapping and trying to pick the best horse the last three days and it maybe kind of ignoring uh, the bias that we kind of rode for the first two weeks of the meet. That's, that's, kinda, that's the best answer I could give you as of now. You know, who knows? Something could pick up Wednesday. We'll keep an eye on it. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't trust any quarterback this year, especially in the first round. I, I get, I get that. Yeah, they're not any real standouts, but I think this kid from Pittsburgh, yeah, is going to be a good one. And it would make sense for the Steelers to get him. That would be pretty cool for them. Yeah, but yeah. I, so yeah, Russ says Pickett would love to see the stay in Pittsburgh, yeah. uh, but somebody will probably move up for him. Yeah, I don't think he'll last that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody was saying an offensive lineman will go first. Is there a more boring pick than an offensive lineman as your number one choice? Yeah, yeah. That is all. The fans always hate that. Yeah, they hate that. Yeah, and you do sure. that. even though an offensive lineman is pretty important. They hate it when you don't get a running back or a wide receiver or a defensive pass rusher or something of that effect mm-hmm. in the first round or your number one choice. Yeah, Vicky said, uh, uh, back to, like I said, we're doing it all. Back to Keeneland here. He's, she said, so true. Gave some back Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Sunday for me, for sure. Saturday was, oh, like not great by any means. But Sunday, Vicky, I couldn't. I never could have got those races right on Sunday, ever. I, I would, You know, when you have a bad day, you go back and you look, and it's like, I don't need to look at this. I, there's, I couldn't have done anything. Like, there's nothing I could have done. So, yeah. That happens sometimes. It, it just happens. It, it's been a very good meet. I know you've had a good meet as well. And sometimes it just it doesn't go your way. And that's what Sunday really was for me. So. Well, that's the way I was with basketball Saturday. I missed yeah. every one of them. And I could have got every one of them. 
the games were just snip and tuck and I didn't get them. And you just ask yourself, what happened? Well, you came out on the short side of close games and it just happens. Sunday, I ran second and third a lot. Yeah. A lot. Well, I've kind of got this way too, especially listening to you. If I bet a, a horse race and a horse wins that I didn't even think about picking, mm-hmm. I just blow it off. Yep. Because I well, got confidence enough in myself to read a form that when one comes, it's just like uh, the Oakland handicap. Yep. Last Samurai one Saturday. Yep. Just got to give it to him. I never even considered that horse. Never in my wildest dreams. I guess got to give it to him. He's got to blow it off and say, hey, more power to you. You know, I never would have considered that horse. So, 100%. 100%. I saw where, you know, Dennis got frustrated. I saw on Twitter and he was done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it lasted about 30 minutes. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> everybody was giving you pats on the back, Dennis. So you got a lot more friends than I thought you did. And uh, I almost commented too, but I knew you'd be back in 30 minutes. Yeah, I, you know, I saw it too, and I said, ah, he'll be back tomorrow. He'll be That's back. Deal. But it is uh, so frustrating. When you, you know, I well, pick these games every night, and you do too, mm-hmm. and Major League Baseball, oh, my God. That's just a crapshoot. Totally. There's no way. And so you pick them every night, and I'm telling you, it ain't easy. It's not easy doing this, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. every every day. Oh. The, these games are tough. I got, I took like uh, Saturday, I went 11 and one in hockey. And yesterday I went four and seven. Yeah. And I was using the same techniques as I did the day before. That's, so it's tough. That's the hardest thing about it. And trust me, it, it's, it never gets any easier the, the longer you do it. Um, you know, most of our, our people that, you know, buy picks or look at our free picks, they, they realize they're realistic. Yeah, but it always it's it's painful because sometimes somebody will buy for the first time, or maybe they follow us for a couple of days on the free picks, and they're like, "You guys are awful! It's the worst! I can't <laughs> believe I've ever looked at what you've done. You're the worst!" And I I always email back the same time or the same thing, and it's just like, "Guy, like I, that's anything you do, you you just can't win every day, you know." I'm sorry, but I just you can't predict these these things sometimes. No, you know some people understand, and some people just tell you to f off, and it is what it is. But it's it's tough. It's tough. Well, the people that are getting on on us or on you, they they've never sat down and handicapped it. They're buying your your picks because they're too damn lazy to do it themselves. Yeah, because if you've sat down and done this day after day, like a lot of us have done. You know what horse racing is. There's some days you just simply cannot get them. You and just now, I, yeah. And our our most successful people, they they use us, but they also handicap and they understand. Yeah, the, those kind do. They've it's looked not, at the form and they're like, well, hell, how could he have picked that? Absolutely. How could I have picked? How could it anybody? Those kind aren't the ones griping. Exactly. And it's like they don't know nothing that are griping. And Vicky, Vicky makes a very good point. She says her son always says when you pick a bad horse, it's like a bad golf shot. Shake it off, move on to the next. Yeah. Pretty much. And that's the way with, with sports too. I mean, oh yeah. You pick a bad one, you just have to shake it off. Well, I tell you too, and I, and I sometimes when I'm 
like like tonight, I was pretty undecided. I didn't have a really good feeling on any games tonight, to be honest. Yeah. And so there's a couple of guys I read online and respect. And they miss more than I do. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and they just come right back the next day like nothing's happened. And boom, they start in again. And that's what you got to do. Yeah. You know, because it's tough. It is tough doing these things. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. So. So it makes it rewarding when you win, you know, um, it's, you know, like Vicky uh, hit a nice pick six. I can't remember what day it was now. But oh, yeah. they, all, they all run together. Uh, uh, <laughs> Justin from Twitter hit that one at Evangel Evangeline for 12 K the other night. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the good stuff and that's what makes it work worth it for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, and that's what you're shooting for. And that's what, that's why I have. I'm up at 5 a.m. handicapping because we're, that's what we're trying to get. We're trying to to get those winners, uh, you know, and, and to make the best decisions possible. And like I said, sometimes, uh, like last Samurai in the Oakland handicap, it's just like I I don't know what diagram, racing form, you know, uh, computer program. Like I could, there's nothing that's going to get me to that horse, you know. No, no, it's, it's just not. So no, nope. yeah, it's just what it is. Yep. Yep. Anyway, we went on a tangent you know, there. I'll but. sit there and I'll make these picks, and there probably ain't five people reading them. But anyway, I sit there <laughs> and I make these picks, and I take it personal when I miss them. And I know oh, yeah. you too. I just get pissed off. Like, How could I miss that? You know. Yeah. yeah. Now some of them I don't. Like uh, yesterday, the Penguins played the Flyers. Yeah. Flyers are god awful. Mm-hmm. Penguins are fighting for the playoffs. They're in the playoffs, but they're trying to stay in third place. Yeah. It's a no brainer. Philly just beats the crap out of them. That just, happened in hockey a lot. Yeah, I just throw that away. That doesn't yeah. bother me at all. No. Uh-uh. It's those close ones where I'm not, I'm a little undecided that bothers me. Yeah. The, you know, we were talking about, we're going to do a video on what's the one con- horse in the Kentucky Derby that's just going to make you mad if, if that horse wins. Yeah. You know, did. and Wait, that's yeah. the ones like the, like for me, my answer, spoiler alert, you can still watch the video to get the other people, but here's mine uh, Cyberknife. Because I'm never, I'm never on the right side. He, he's cost me pick fives when mm-hmm. he loses. And then I'll go against him and he wins. And that's just how it's been. And if he improves and wins the Derby, you're like, wow, a horse I've followed since he was a two-year-old, since he made his first start and I liked him, and he just beat me. Like, he would be awful. But if Tis the Bomb wins, even though it's the Kentucky Derby, I'm not going to care. I'm just going to be like, well, I would never pick him. So... Well, I'd tell you what a good buddy of mine said about um, handicappers, you know. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say this because you guys make a living doing it. He said if they know so much, they wouldn't be handicapping. (laughs) They (laughs) would be rich. (laughs) Well, And I would say this, you know, a heck of a lot more than most people. And that's that's why they trust you. Uh, Mark, that was funny. Mark, of course, he's always got a. Got to get me going here. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that is funny. Well, uh, you just guy. never bet Cyberknife, and I, every yeah. time. Yeah. 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 Another good one, too, Mark, is trying to explain the NHL playoffs if two teams finished in a tie, like the Blues and the, and the Wild might. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Wild will have, like, three more wins than the Blues – you would think they would get in. <laughs> yeah. That's not how that works either. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's reg it's uh 
regulation win. Wins and regulation. That's the tiebreaker. And the Blues would have more than the than the Wild if they finished in a tie. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Blues win every night, and so does Minnesota. So you're right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing you're doing okay. I, I shouldn't I, that was dumb. But anyway, I just got to check there and I don't know whether we want to do this or not, but uh, somebody texted me wanted to know who our favorite horses are. Yeah, right. We were going to close the show with this. Yep. You want me to go first? Go ahead. Well, Zenyatta is number one. Mm-hmm. And you guys in the chat now, come on. Yeah. Give us yours. This is now, this and, is not who's the best. This no, is no, no. personal these, favorites. Yeah. These are your favorite horses. These could be horses that I would never have heard of, but Aaron, I'm sure would have. Uh, yeah. They don't have to be the best yeah. okay but my first two are the best <laughs> or, or some of the best i got zanyana number one curla number two no question about that uh a horse that i love because it ran at oakland so much is whitmore yeah that's my third and uh i loved rated r superstar i still do mm-hmm. and i uh, Trying to think of a fifth one. I'm trying to think of a zinger. You know, one of these that just has run and run. oh, I know. Welder. Welder. Be my fifth one. And that horse, for those of you that don't know, is an Oklahoma bred. And we've mentioned that horse before on here. And uh Welder was a given, just a throw-in at a sale. They mm-hmm. said, Hey, why don't you take that one too? No, no. The the buyer said, Hey, can we have that horse too? Mm-hmm. They said, sure, take it. Yeah. They gave nothing for it. Ended up being a millionaire. A cool horse. Just a just a cool horse. Those are the kind I like. Yep. Okay, yep. Aaron, go for yours. Uh, I will go Curlin one, Zinyata two, American Pharaoh three, Rachel Alexandra four. Um, and I'd really have to think about the fifth. There's so many. Oh, um, hmm. I'd really have to think about that fifth one. Yeah. Do you remember a horse? It was a claiming horse. Chris Richard and Maggie Moss had it. He won like eight in a row. Out of was, tune. Well, that one was a really good one. Yeah. Now, this one ran at Oakland and won two or three, then went to Prairie Meadows and just swept it off. Elizabeth, mm-hmm. Elizabeth rules. Elizabeth uh, something. Elizabeth, I want to say Elizabeth rules. Was it Elizabeth Park? Could have. I know yeah. Elizabeth's in there somewhere. She'd win those two furlong races. Yeah, and she, oh, loved her. I loved that horse too. Yeah, I can see her. Um, mm-hmm. She was a sprinter and she could flat go. Yeah, I can't. I cannot think. Of, I think. It's yeah, I think you may be right. I think it, now that I think about it, I believe it is Elizabeth Park. All right, watch me live on air here. Search this horse. <laughs> and see if I can find that. That's a, that's just a horse that I I would bet every time. Finally, she kept winning so many that she couldn't couldn't win any money on her. But then there was a little horse that uh, Scott uh, Becker had named Polanka City. I love. Yeah, that. I love Polanka City. I don't think it's Elizabeth. Oh, here, yeah, here it is. She won one, two, three, then lost one, four, five, six. Seven. She won six out of seven. Okay. And then she 
lost again. So six out of eight. So she went out of ten. Out that's of 10. pretty. That's pretty good for an old claimer. Yeah. Yeah. And then I here, really liked uh, Alsvid. He was kind of one. Oh that, yeah, he was cool. And Apprehender. Um, oh, that was another Richard horse that was great. Yeah, I Nick's go. You know, he got he grew. He really grew on me last year. Now we're going Matoli. Yeah, Matoli is a great one. Justify would have been there, but now after all that, he's kind of dropped off. Um, I got to put Jackie's Warrior in there now. Oh, Latruska is Latruska. fast becoming one of my favorites. Monomoy Girl, beautiful horse, certainly one. Yeah, certainly one. Um, there's some in the chat here. Winning yeah. Colors. He was, or uh, yeah, that's our she. I guess was a great one. Yeah, um, best actor. Who's this? That was no Sandy's wanting us to do a best actor one. Oh, who's the best actor? Gotcha. I thought it was the name of the horse. Uh, thought she may have won money on best actor. Rachel <laughs> Alexandra, as far as a fan, and then as a gambler, the horse that taught me how to really fall in love with gambling. Uh, Potomac River. So there's this kind of random one. Okay. Davy Cleveland, Cowboy Mischief, Welder, and Cold Front. Cold Front was cool for sure. You know what? Now that I think about it, Aaron, I think that's a horse she bet on down there the other day. I think his name was Best Actor. At, I'm uh, 99. There is a horse named yep. Best Actor. Yep. That's why yep. I thought. Was that yeah. one? Yep. Uh, Mark says Rachel Alexandra, Curlin, Zenyatta, Tisnow. Tisnow, a very good one. Lost in the Fog. See? I don't know Lost in the Fog. Made money on Best Actor. Okay. I'm sorry, honey. Now, Sylvian says the best actors, though, Sandy, is Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Lady Eli for Chad Brown. That was one of my favorites. You like I that one? Love okay. that horse. Yes. Oh, man, did I love that horse. Yeah. Um, she was a Lady Eli, great horse. Almost died, came back. Great horse when she Now, came you back. loved Will Take Charge. Oh, we'll take charge in Oxbow, two of my all-time. Oh, I loved Oxbow. Oh, I like loved it both. We'll take charge. Such a beautiful, beautiful oh, monster. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. first derby ever watched as a kid, Sunday Silence. There you go. Um, Matoli, he's got a picture of Matoli up his off. He was freaking cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lava Man, absolutely. Loved yeah. Lava Man. Really loved essential quality. Um you know, yeah. I, I ended up seeing that horse run so many times live last year. His Travers win was awesome. Um, you know, Belmont. Watching him and Hot Rod Charlie down the stretch of the Belmont was fantastic. That was so much fun last year. Um, What's the greatest race you've ever seen? Greatest race. Oh, it's easy for me. Go ahead. Zenyatta and the Breeders' Classic went in that coming from way off the pace and going through 10 horses and weaving in and out of there. Yeah. That's, that's certainly the race I've ever seen. Uh, it's a hard question because there's, I know you've seen so many American Pharaoh when he won the triple crown was the greatest. We were there. And I remember watching on TV. That was pretty exciting. That, that's the greatest sporting event. Uh, well, racing sporting event. Maybe that was really cool. All, all around ever. Well, Sylvan, Sylvan, so nobody mentioned Secretariat. Um, mm -hmm. Probably because we, we didn't see him in person. There's a couple here that have, have kind of... Uh, Beholder for Dennis. Uh, Beholder yeah. versus Songbird, Songbird was an incredible... Songbird was great. It was incredible when that when that happened. Uh, nobody mentioned Secretariat, and then right after that, great timing for Vicky. she mentioned yeah. Secretariat uh ruffian rachel alexandra zenyatta gunrunner very underrated gunrunner yes 
Hey, I tell you, of course, that uh, uh, swept the nation for a while that we kind of forget about. Uh-huh. And that's Mind That Bird. Mind That Bird was very popular. Yep, very popular. And then not. This oh. horse right here, Arrogate. And again, what's happened with Baffert is kind of sucked. But this horse, when he was right, yes, holy shit. The first, okay, Arrogate probably my fifth. The first ever Pegasus. Uh, we were there. It was Arrogate versus California Chrome. Of course, I just had ran in the classic and it was very close. Arrogate won. I can only think of a couple of times where a horse has made the first step of his move and I knew the race was over. That was Arrogate and the Pegasus. We were standing there and we were tracking him because we had picked and bet him. And uh, he literally lifted his foot for the first time to make his move. I looked at Jared and said, this baby is over. It's done. Forget it. He goes, what are you talking about? I said, it's over. There's no way. He's firing, and there's nobody that can beat him. And he just beat the hell out of him. And there's very few like that. Mm -hmm. Tell you what, talking about Gunrunner, Vicky, another moment where I looked at Jared and said, it's over. Pegasus, he drew all the way to the outside. He should have been one to nine against that field. Everybody made a huge deal about him drawing outside, and he ended up being even money. He broke it in two jumps. He was on the rail and ahead. I looked at Jared. It's over. Race is over. There's no way he's losing from there. Yeah. In, in two seconds, it went from he'll get hung wide on that turn to he's hugging the rail and two ahead of everybody. Yeah, it was incredible. He, yeah. His four-year-old campaign. Oh man. Yep. He was yep. hard to beat. He was really good. Yeah. And he's producing some some Colts and some Phillies now. You know, it's, he's going to be an interesting stallion to watch. Yeah, a little bit. Taba, not bad. <laughs> so, uh, Vic, Vic said, greatest race you ever saw live. Somberg versus Holder. And it, it was something to behold. Yeah. Pun intended. Um, it was, yeah, I was standing right on the uh, uh, right on the wire with Jared. I think Jared and Ryan Stillman were with, uh, he was with us. And, and Ryan, if you knew, if you know Ryan, he's just going out of his mind. And I'm like, I, I don't know who won. And we, I sure, there's not many times where I sure as hell didn't know who won until they put the photo up. And yeah. It was, it was awesome. The whole stretch they battled. It was great. Yeah. Well, last year I had the pleasure, uh, speaking of live, you've seen a lot more live ones than I have of mm-hmm. Monomoy Girl, Swiss Skydiver, and Latruska yep. in the Apple Blossom at uh, Oakland. That was fantastic. That was just a treat just to see those three. And, you know, Latruska was overlooked mm-hmm. between those two, you know, and and uh, that horse, Latruska is starting to rank up there, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt. No I doubt. You saw that. Magic Carrots is he's so good. Sorry. <laughs> yes. I- let me let me just say I agree about the Latruska comment. Yeah. She's certainly starting to rank right up there with some yep. of the best ones. But Magic Carrot chimes in as Papa Dude's trying to be serious. Magic Carrot chimes in. I had the pleasure of watching Sea Biscuit dot 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 in the theaters. <laughs> <laughs> it's <was> funny. <laughs> oh, Chris I, says uh, bricks and mortar, and he was cool. Yeah, I got to see him in the Arlington Million. Chris says uh, absolutely incredible. Yeah, that was a great race. Uh, we watched him. Uh, on Belmont Day uh, up there in the uh, Manhattan, and then at the Breeders' Cup, yeah, he was he was awesome. Um, this is it's just just thinking of the horses that you've seen. Oh, it's there's just so many 
I'm sure I'm going to think of two or three and I'm going to get pissed. I didn't think of them. Yeah. Well, wise Dan watching him. He was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sophia Somber, I went up and watched her in the uh, Alabama and it was an exhibition. There was nobody there, but man, oh man, oh man. It was awesome. There's so many people at Saratoga that day. And it was just fantastic. Uh, yeah. Sandy, uh, well, Sandy, so when you went to the track first time, what were you, about 24? It would have been 2007. Um, 24, yeah. It seemed to me like you were a lot younger than that. Or 23, yeah. 23 or 24, yeah. It had been 23, I think. It seems like you were a lot younger than that yeah. to me. Uh, that was quite a day. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, Curlin winning the, the, that, that race. That was unbelievable. To watch well, you that. loved uh, Win Willie. Win Willie, when he won that uh, the, the Rebel and yeah. Oakland Handicap. Yeah, Win Willie. Well, he was, was a cool horse. Remember, he you had to put him in head first into the paddock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went in. Yep. He wouldn't. He didn't like it. Yep. Uh, he was cool. Alternation. You forgot him. You you guys followed that horse everywhere there for a while. Yeah, alternation and Caleb's posse, uh, two horses we loved. Alternation. We were in his winner circle uh, picture when he won the Oakland Handicap. Uh, we every every year every time we went to Oakland that year we went back and pet him. I mean we loved him. He was uh, Caleb's posse. That was uh, just. Fantastic. Mandy, I'll answer that question for you. She says, do you think it's good for teens to go? I don't see a problem with it at all. Uh, in fact, we need younger people to get involved in horse racing. Um, it's just, if they're interested in it, for sure. I yeah. think you'll love it. You can never, I can, I will never say no to that. Now, I, I think, I think young kids get bored. Yeah, but. I mean, the racetrack is just to be serious, like without the racetrack, I have no idea where I would be, what I would be doing. Oh, I know. Um, There's just, I, I'll never say no to, is it good for people to go to the racetrack? Like, yes, it's always oh, good. Definitely. And yeah. you take someone that's 16, 17, 18 years old, they're, they're mature enough to, now, yeah. you got to let them bet. Yeah. Know, they can't go in and bet. You got to go in there and bet for them. But, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And she says it teaches math. Well, it kind of does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It, somewhat. <laughs> well, he's pretty uh, but, uh, Now, the racetrack, uh, there's certain elements of it you might want to keep a kid away from, but most well, of it. I mean, you, you think about it. Most of the time, you can just go outside if it's nice yeah. and you're kind of in your own little world. You know? or, or at Oakland, you go upstairs and sit, and it's great. Yeah. I, you know, I like it either way at Oakland. I've got to do a little bit of both. I can't just sit upstairs all day. I got to go down and see the horses because I get so much yeah. of a pleasure out of that. Um, if we go two days, I like to sit upstairs one day and outside the next, if the weather's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, 1973 at Woodbine. Sydney's talking about talking about uh, uh, secretariats race. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. He left to Woodbine. I think that was his. He ran on the turf up there. Yeah, that was a good movie. Secretariat. Yeah, yes, I like yeah. that. It was good. It was yeah. good. Um, yeah. See, Dennis has got a signed pair of goggles from Rafael yeah. Bayeronho, uh, uh when he was four. 
Yeah. And so there you go. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Nacho cheese on his shirt. He remembers he had nacho cheese on his shirt. At four years old. I thought he had it on the other day at 25. (laughs) That's why he quit. He was mad. He had his cheese on his shirt. Uh, uh, yeah, listen, it's that's the thing, you know, we sat here and, and not just you and I, but all these people, uh, uh, beautiful people, I should say, that are with us. Mm-hmm. And we're just going one after the other after the other talking about, oh, can you enter this and this? And we were at the track for this. So I think that best answers the question. Um, you know, when you're a teen, sure, go. I mean, yeah. I don't think don't take a two year old. No, because they get bored. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, there's, you never know. They may, and you know, you may take somebody and they don't like it, and that's fine. Well, I'll tell you a quick story, too. We were down to Oakland the other day, and we're upstairs, and, and there was a mom with like four little kids mm-hmm. sitting there between the ages of two and 10, and grandma's there, too. Well, grandma's got the form, man, and she is handicapping, and she's mm-hmm. serious, and these kids are just running rampant in that place. And pretty soon she said something to the mom and I looked up and those kids were gone. (laughs) (laughs) They're just too young. It's too much time in between and and they get bored. So, yeah, that's a good, good point too. If you, if you're thinking about taking uh, even, even a small child to Saratoga, you could do it there. There's so much for them to do. Yeah. See that. I don't know if you can see that or not. Yeah. Steve Asmussen and yourself. There you go. Look at stupid me. I kept the mask on. Was that not the dumbest thing you've ever seen in your life? That's dumb. I forgot to take the mask off when I had a picture made with the, yeah, with Steve, with Asmussen. And that was so funny that day too. Sandy embarrassed the heck out of me, but it was pretty (laughs) cool anyway. Anyhow. Uh, you and Evil Stevel taking selfies with everybody in the world there. So. That was yeah, then me and Evil Stevel went in with Brad Cox and <laughs> got that somewhere. I don't know. And and that's the final thing I'll say about this. That's the great thing about horse racing. If you like these people, if you want to meet these people, you want to talk you, to them, you can do it. You're not going to the Bulls game in the nineties and getting a selfie with Michael Jordan. No. <laughs> Well, he's an asshole anyway, but you're not. Hey, I went to the Blues game a couple of weeks ago. I didn't get any selfies with any of those players. You know what, though? If you didn't know where to hang around afterwards, I bet you could have. <laughs> They're pretty good. I those guess. hockey players are pretty good about yeah. dealing with the fans. Uh, yeah, but you're right. These guys will – you got to – you got to – you yeah. got to kind of pick your spots. You got to make sure they're not – stressed or they're busy or they don't want the, that but right. he just came walking right out and walked right beside me and was just he wouldn't do that if he didn't want somebody to say something to him so yeah yeah that's the thing uh papa dude you need a new frame <laughs> you didn't like your frame huh. i didn't know that yeah mark talking about getting to meet people d wayne lucas matt burrell oh, yeah. asmussen pletcher's yeah. autograph etc yeah yeah one more thing, and then we got to go. Okay. Uh, I want to mention this because you posted it uh, on Twitter today that you saw your work. Your I can't. Did how do you remember this? You saw your first hockey game twenty nine years ago today. Yep. How do you know that? Uh, so uh, this this account, this Blues account, uh, they they this day in Blues history. That's what they do. They just tweet out this day in Blues history. And today they tweeted that out. Oh, they tweeted the game out. I yes. got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought they tweeted out that you were there. 
Oh, that was so cool. That game was, yes. It's uh... remember we went up to just watch the Braves play. Yep. The because yep. you and I was too, but you were more a huge Atlanta Braves fan. Mm-hmm. Because back in those days, the Braves were on TV every night on TBS, and they yep. were really good. And you loved them, so we went up, and that was fun mm-hmm. itself because you got to go down. We had pretty good seats down in the. Uh, that would be the left field line. And at that time, the bullpen was down the line. Mm-hmm. And they were uh, John Smoltz and John Smoltz and uh, who else is your your favorite? Steve Avery. And, John Smoltz, Steve Avery, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin. Yeah, all they the were down there warming mm-hmm. up. And, and you went right down there beside them. And that was mm-hmm. really cool. Yep. But the highlight, we just happened to go on over. I had never seen a hockey game, never watched a hockey game, not telling on television or anything, knew nothing about it. Yeah, April 25th, 1993. uh, The Blues sweep the Chicago Blackhawks, a 4-3 overtime win. I've got it up on the screen now if you're watching. Yeah. Well, you know, that was funny, too. We went to the ball game, I think, on Friday night and messed around on Saturday, and the Blues had played on Friday night. Yeah. In in uh, and they'd they'd won, mm-hmm. and game four was on Sunday, so I thought, why well, we better go to that. Mm-hmm. And I remember we went and got tickets, and and God, the game, it couldn't have been any better game. It, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think we got the last two seats in the arena that day, though. Yep, we were, we're way, way up high. high. Uh, the goal was scored. The last goal here, they're showing it again, was scored on our end, at least. Yeah. We were up in the end. and Yeah, I mean, that was it. I It's so funny. I was sitting at a bar before the Western Conference Game 6 last year, and it, mm-hmm. this old guy was going to the Game 3. He goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes hey, my first uh, – or, or when I first got to St. Louis, mm-hmm. let me tell you about a game that happened <laughs> against the Chicago Blackhawks. When we swept them, that was I first moved to St. Louis, and I went to that game, and uh, I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Yeah." They beat them four to three in overtime. I said, "Well, that was my first Blues game too," and so we reminisced about that. That was time. yeah, yeah. That was in the old arena. Yep. And uh, a lot of us that had the opportunity to go there, we we missed that building. That was yeah. you could feel that building shake. Yeah, you, you really could. They needed a new one, but that was a cool place to go watch a go watch yeah. a hockey. Those old hockey arenas, you can't hardly beat them. Yep, it was a great time and a, a great game. Like I said, the Blues win four to three. They lost the next round to Toronto, um, but it was competitive. But yep. anyway, that was that was the really start cool. of it right there. Yeah, yep. good times. It's still been that for uh, Canadians. They lost two great hockey players uh, yeah. this week: Guy Lafleur and. Uh, Mike Bossy, two legends in the hockey world, especially uh, Lafleur. Yep, yep. It's uh, but you know that's that's what, what old I, people do. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. As they say on, on wedding crashers, that's what old or not wedding crashers, uh, old school. That's what old people do. <laughs> yep. All right, we'll end it on a positive note. Uh, <laughs> that was very positive. I thought this show went really well till we started talking about old people dying. Right. Yeah. Well, Sylvian brought it up. So, <laughs> yeah, let's blame him. Yeah. All right, guys, we're getting out of here. All right, here's what's going on. Uh, tomorrow, well, kind of a day off for us. But, really? Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, 
Live shows coming up Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Kentucky Derby live shows. This show will be on Thursday. Magic Mike on Thursday. Bleakers off on Thursday. But again, live Kentucky Derby shows uh, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then again on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of the next week. So we got a lot, lot, lot going on. Latest Kentucky Derby news. We're on it. Trust us. We will have it covered. If anything happens, tune in to us. We'll have you covered. I promise. We have a pipeline right to the Kentucky Derby office. That's right. We know what's happening. So we've got an eye on everything. Don't worry about it. Uh, We've got you covered. So, all right, guys. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. All your questions. We appreciate it. They're going to make up a story if they don't have one. That's right. Yes, yeah. but that's yeah. we're not to that point yet. But by next week, we might. <laughs> have that. So yeah. They need to. They honestly, they need to draw this race. They do. I'm getting <laughs> sick of this. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, like I said, Derby, look out, YouTube stuff. We got all kinds of shit going on. So. Uh, thank you all again, and we'll see you right back here on this show on Thursday. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, Never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first.